It's a passion of mine to inspire and encourage others to achieve their God-given greatness. I hope to share a fresh and energetic perspective of life with you because everybody needs a little Jesus, joy, and Jen in their day. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Life by Jamar. It is a rainy, yucky day today in Texas, and it's getting actually chilly. My husband's excited for that, but that's not why I'm on here today. I'm on here today interviewing a friend of mine that I met on Instagram. He's a former trainer. He's a He's a former trainer. You're still a trainer. <laughs> he's on the line, by the way. Um, he's a trainer. <laughs> his name is Dom Jackson, and he, he hosts, he's recently started hosting a, his own podcast. And that's why I reached out to him, because I was excited to hear someone else taking that leap of faith and, and you know, starting something up that's not real easy to do. That's my dog in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> his, his podcast is called Fitness Fundamental Podcast, where you take the fear out of fitness. Dude, that is awesome. How are you doing, Dom? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> good. It's good that you came on. I'm, you know, I appreciate you cutting out the time. I know that you're a trainer and you're a podcaster and you're a friend and you have all these things going on and you're, you're young and fun and you're taking the time to talk to this old lady. So I appreciate you very much for that. <laughs> oh, please. You're, you're not old. You know. I've, I, I've seen, I've seen the dance moves on Instagram. You're, exactly. You're <laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you, man. Hey, I listen, I tell you what, what this, I'm so excited to have you on because it's um, it's rare to find people in your age group. How old are you, Dom? I'm 25. Yeah, that that it wants to um, go into this space and help people because podcasting is a lot of work and it's you know we don't get paid for it, <laughs> and, yeah. but. You know, you have to have a true calling, I feel like, to go through the struggles that you have to go through to get to a place where you actually launch one. And then once you launch one, then you actually have to find things to talk about or, you know, guests to have on. And it's just, you know, it's just a lot to take on on top of a career. And um, so when I reached out to you, I was like, you know, we were just talking back and forth. I feel like it's I'm just starting myself, but there were some things that I could give you advice on and you gave me advice on. And, um, I just wanted to have you on so that you could like kind of promote your podcast because, um, what do you mean by taking the fear out of fitness? What is that? Like, why is that such a, cause you start off your podcast with that. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big honor, you know, definitely appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, uh, being a personal trainer, there's a lot of questions that I'm, constantly asked or um, mm -hmm. as I as I became more as I learned more about um, fitness as far as from nutrition standpoint you know movement standpoint exercise standpoint there are a lot of things that I would hear in the media that would have been that I thought were this didn't make sense once you know once you know certain things other things mm -hmm. you hear like why is this even being said or it's not put the way or they're not given the full picture or even things that you've taught been taught yeah. in school is yeah. totally opposite like once you get in the field yeah yeah, like I just I was amazed by how many things that you know I've learned that you know I'm pretty sure are cold hard, cold hard facts that are just not even like they're basically told opposite or like told misleading information. Yeah, they're they're backed by nothing. They're just backed by um, some guru said something that worked for him and or her, and then someone else repeated it, and the other person's repeated it, and it only worked for a small percentage of the of the population. Yes. But it doesn't make it that doesn't make it true. Kind of like bodybuilding. Like I used to do fitness competitions, and so when I did those, I would do the you know the 
the strict meal planning and the, you know, eat every two to three hours and, you know, basically just chicken and broccoli and fish and it was awful and eggs and, and just Ooh. protein, 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 right? Well, it changed my body composition and it got me into this place where I could compete. But was it healthy? Uh, no. So, you know, when I went through that, I learned so much from it, but it was like, then I was teaching the same concept to my clients, not Mm. as strict, but just like, Hey, every couple of hours, you know, you need to eat and then, you know, keep your metabolism burning. And that's such a farce. It's such a lie. And I, and I hate that I even did that, but it was just all I knew at the time. Mm -hmm. So no, I totally get what you're saying. There's so much information out there that needs to be debunked. So much, so much. And I'm actually glad you brought that up because, um, I feel like bodybuilding was definitely one of the first things to make fitness popular. Mm-hmm. So all of the, like, the, the things that work for bodybuilders, you know, it's a lifestyle being a bodybuilder. So I definitely see why some of those things they said were useful for them and why they did them. Well, but, yeah, it worked because you lived in the gym and you worked out five hours a day. I mean, exactly. I, was, I mean it was my life and it was unhealthy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And most people come in and think of that same mindset and it's right. just – you're not you're not a bodybuilder guy, so don't don't worry about that. Yeah, it doesn't apply to the normal person or the average person, mm-hmm. people who are trying to live a life. I mean, yes, it, it, yes, you're. To- I hear what you're saying. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But um, yeah. So coming in with that mindset of like most people are trying to do the extremes that either celebrities or bodybuilders or athletes are doing, it just wouldn't make sense for most of them to try to model their fitness goals off these other things and have them feel discouraged the entire time. But, Oh, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't get up at six o'clock in the morning every day and do the rocks workout. You know, there's just a lot of, the, a lot of unnecessarily goals that they're trying to shoot for that aren't even reasonable for what they're trying to live as. Right. So you wanted a more practical approach. And so that's kind of where you're going with um, your podcast. So you can interview people. Cause I, I, I heard your most recent one with um, a PT, a physical therapist. Yes. And her deal with mobility. I'm, I love that because it's so true. Like, and that, and it's actually one of the things that really is so difficult for me to, um, I, I'm a sports medicine um, trainer myself and I've trained with athletes and when you, and I have athletes in my home. So my, my son right now, he's in football. It's so difficult to me to watch them do these stretches and all these things that I know are not good for him to, you know, they think, Oh, you're tight. You need to stretch. They don't know anything about mobility. And it, it, I wish there was a way to get to the, into the high schools to teach that mobility is more important than lifting on your back, you know, throwing on bench press up and throwing a bunch of weight up. Like that's the mobility part is going to get you into college, not the, <laughs> not throwing up that extra weight on the bench, you know? Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. Cause oh, it doesn't transition onto the field. Like I, it just drives me crazy. It's so difficult for me to keep my mouth shut with it. <laughs> yeah, no, no one would say that from their mom. No mom. I don't want to do mobility, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but when he's injured and he's not feeling good, who do you think he's going to? Exactly. But, it, but he has some benefits of that in my household, and I know how to teach him how to foam roll and all those things. But so many kids don't have that benefit, and then that's why they're dealing with all these injuries that we didn't deal with growing up. I mean, this is more your generation. Um, your generation dealt with a lot more injuries than we did growing up. I know a lot of it has to do with nutrition and and not a mineral deficiency because they they pop, you know, energy drinks and, um, you know, sodas and stuff like that and, and processed foods, which rob the, the bones of minerals and, and essentials. And so it makes the bones brittle. So I get all that, but it also, I feel like, you know, by now there should be more, um, 
of this mobility training going on in high schools and stuff? I mean, have you seen it growing up? Because you're you're really young. Did you ever have any of that? Um, it it didn't. When I was in high school, they it, there still wasn't there still wasn't much mobility training. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play sports? I'm guessing yes, you I, did. I played football. No, oh, okay, yeah, you, I figured. <laughs> but um, we still didn't. Well, thank you. We still didn't have much mobility training. It wasn't until like my college years that like I saw more foam rolling be more popular in the gym and mm-hmm. you know lacrosse balls and all those things. So I'm guessing maybe like the the years or two after I graduated, I graduated in 2011. So I would I would think that um like that 20 2013 20 like mm-hmm. 14 on range. That's when they started incorporating into it. Okay. So at least it's starting to, you know, get it in there. But I mean, my son's in the midst of it and, and, and we live here in Texas. And so it's a religion here. So you think they would want to really <laughs> keep the athletes healthy, but man, it's just, you see all these ACL tears every, every season it's over and over again. And I, and it's, I know it's directly to the fact that they're, they're not getting the mobility that they need. So I'm, I'm glad that there's people like yourself that are getting out there that are doing pot excuse me, recording podcasts and getting that information out so that parents can and, and athletes can make these choices and understand that how important it is. Yeah. Cause it's super important. <laughs> well, so, okay. You started it to, to get that. You so you started the podcast because you were maybe repeating yourself over and over and over again, you found in the business. And so you're like, somebody needs to get this information out. Is that kind of where, am I reading that yes. right? Yes. Okay, so why aren't you popping out more podcasts? Come on now. Oh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of time. That's yeah. why. Because it's a lot of work. Um, uh, it's definitely been a – at first it was definitely more the lines of not feeling that I could put out enough stuff. Like quality – the quality of the content I put out wouldn't be good enough for – Oh, man, um, I hate that self-talk like that. that don't do that. That's yeah. why. I, that's why I contacted you. I was like, "No, man, you gotta go. Just mess up. It's okay. I have Don't even go back and listen to my first. Well, I messed up just last week. I mess up all the time. It's part of being human." And you definitely helped me out because I didn't even have my first one. Like I was on the, I was like on the, on the cusp. But then like you messaged me, and I was like, "Oh well, like I can't let her down." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just gotta do it. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> there, I think that it's it's there's so much potential that people have and then they don't ever reach it because they, they self-sabotage themselves with their talk and they're afraid to fail. And man, I tell you, every time I fail, I learn something and I get better. If I don't ever try, then, I mean, it's the same thing as sports, but we don't do it for some reason. We don't transition that into our life. And so I'm so glad to hear that you're finally just like putting it out there. Listen, I've recorded podcasts before that I've listened back to and gone, Oh, gosh, that's terrible. And then that same one that I'm like listening back to saying it's terrible. I'll get a message from somebody saying, thank you so much for that. This changed my life in this way. And so it's like, you know what, it, if you get, if you got, if you want to just do it, what is that? Was that uh, Nike? I think you did a yeah, post just recently it. about that. I was creeping I on your account. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, you, you did your research. You know, oh, I just, it's creep. I just put out that episode, like before I called you the mobility ones. I'm impressed. You actually had that already on. Like you already listened to that. Oh yeah, I mean I'm on top of it, man. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> I was doing the laundry and I was like, "Ooh, I need to catch up." And so I popped that in real quick and I was just listening to it and I didn't get to hear all of it. And I was, but I, but you know, to to me, it's all about giving back. And I I had um 
I used to listen to, or I still do, I'm a big podcast listener myself. And so I was listening to um, Sam Crowley, who helped me develop my podcast. And um, he, you, you have to encourage others when you've been encouraged, you know, you have to give it back, you know? Definitely. And so that's why I was like, okay, we got to do this. We got to get you on. We got to get you talking. We got to get you comfortable with sharing your stuff because people want to know you're moving soon too, aren't you? Yes, I am. So what's up with that? Um, so I, after college, I commuted through college with my whole, uh, after high school, I commuted for college to uh, Rutgers, Camden, in New Jersey. Uh, I live in New Jersey too, by the way, guys. I don't think mm-hmm. I said that already. But um, I went to school in New Jersey. I lived here from eighth grade till college. I lived with my parents. Um, <clears throat> so I never, I never really got to get the college experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a cousin that lives out in warm and sunny San Diego. <clears throat> and he said to me, you know, come out here with me. Because he, he went to more family out there because all my family lives on the East Coast. He said, you know, come out there with me and, you know, just just experience it. You know, I'll, you know, I'll take care of you in the meantime. We can figure out some stuff out together. But, you know, to come out there. You know, you got a place to stay. Let's just try it out with me, you know, because he's, he's trying to get me over there. And I was Is like... He- is he in the fitness world too, or? Uh, he's not actually. So having me around would definitely help him with his own personal fitness ha- fitness habits because he's more on the on the fear side. I had to get <laughs> that fear out of him, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that oh, you know the one of the biggest fears that I found that is something that I have to coach people through all the time is that they feel like when they go to the gym they don't know what to do and then they also feel like everybody's watching them and what's funny about that <laughs> it, it, that nobody everybody's thinking the same thing and everybody you know it's like nobody's watching you you know i mean they might be watching me when i do something ridiculous because i tend to do that but that's just being goofy and fun but <laughs> most but i'm just saying like the average person when you're working out nobody really they're so into themselves they're not watching you and so just go and do what you know to do cuz it's funny to me, some of the clients I've had for the longest time are like, I don't know what to do when I get there. I'm like, whatever. I've been training you forever. Just do one of our routines or just, what do you want to work that day? Have some fun with it. You know, it make, it, take 15 minutes and just mess around with a new machine or something. They feel like they can't mess up because people are going to judge them. And, and they don't even, people don't even care. Half the people are doing everything wrong anyways. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. You could, you could, I couldn't say any better myself. <laughs> well, and so I mean I don't know. It's there's we have lot. go ahead, go ahead, honey. I was saying there's there's I like all my, a lot of my clients are the exact same way as far as like oh I don't know what I do to get there. A lot of people are just gonna look at me and judge me, and I'm like, dude, no one really cares about you. Like I promise you that no one is in there. Like oh man, there goes that girl in the pink shirt. <laughs> don't squat today or you know it's just it's not that serious guys it, I it isn't you. it isn't and, and it keeps you from feeling good you know so i'm so glad they're trying to get that out there to take that fear out what other things are um fears because you, you you really say taking the fear out of fitness what do you mean by that other than the um social fears that people have so i i think about fitness and about from maybe four to five categories i'm still trying to figure out where i want to put it the most but First of all, it's going to be movement. So it's going to be like your squats, you know, your movements. I'd be like training, strength training and mobility. Mm-hmm. Then nutrition. So that's the, you know, your food. Mm-hmm. Um, motivation. So that's like your mental aspect of things, what you're afraid of, what, not, what you're not afraid of. And, oh my God, I said food. 
nutrition, <laughs> movement, motivation. Yeah. Good ones. Um, oh, the last two. Um, recovery. So uh, yes. when not to be in the gym, you know, that's a big one too. People mm-hmm. go, going too hard without finding something that's sustainable. Oh, yeah. They overtrain. Everybody. Most people do. And I don't know what my fifth one is. I still have, I, it's written down somewhere in one of my books, but <laughs> there'll be an episode about it pretty soon once I have it all laid out. Oh, sweet. So are you going to write a book? Oh, I could. My book's more, more like my idea book, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind having that, though. Yeah, you got to start working on that. Just keep writing things down when they come up, and it'll eventually turn into something. I've been working on that for 20 years, and I'm finally going to be maybe working on something eventually. <laughs> What's your book going to be about? Oh, mine's going to be, oh, man, you know, and, and I'm not real sure how it's all going to pan out. It's all in the making right now, but it's going to be so good. Um, I found as growing uh, with, with two, having athletes in the, in the home, um, this, the, the struggles of parenting an athlete um, is very, um, sometimes you don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. I want it to kind of be a more like a guideline of like, this is what you, this is how you deal like, because parents tend to save them their kids too much these days and because mm-hmm. they don't want them to hurt which i get because i'm a mom and i hate seeing my kids hurt i hate when they're hurting I mean, when i have a giant you know six two two eighty son in my kitchen bawling his eyes out about something that happened at football mm-hmm. i, I want to save him and i want to go bust some heads up of some coach that you know whatever but that doesn't help him right so what do you do in those moments and so i've written down a lot of um key things to to help people manage those moments so that they can create a um because it's like help them develop and grow through their stuff not save them from it and so i'm in the midst of like putting that all together i'm not sure if it's going to be more of a guidebook or um there's going to be different stories in there's going to be my story in there and lots of stories of, of what different athletes have got have had to go through because your your elite athletes have been through the worst stuff and they grew through them. They didn't quit, right? They that's that champion mindset and that champion heart. Well, those things are developed really young. And I think that a yes, lot of us, are. you know, a lot, especially my generation of parents, I feel like they tend to save their kids too much. They don't want them to suffer because maybe they suffered. And so they don't want them to feel that. But honestly, you got to let them and then, but you got to coach them through it. So basically it's a book about how to coach your kids through adversity. That's in a nutshell. So I think it's going to be really, really good. I think it's going to be really helpful to people. I like that concept a lot. Oh, yeah, because you're an athlete. You get it. And, um, and, and in your generation, you probably see a lot of really great athletes that maybe if they had had to struggle more, would have been in a different place and in a better place if, if their parents hadn't gotten involved as much. Definitely. You know? And, and when I say get involved, I mean, I'm a big time creeper parent. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I get involved in my kids' stuff, but I coach them through it. I don't save them through it. And I have, I've messed up and I've seen the, what happens when you do that too. So it's also going to be, you know, examples of this is why, <laughs> this is why you don't want to do it because look at what happened in this situation. And I think it's just something that people can really relate to. And it, it's not just sports, you know, um, I, I think you deal with these things in any, in any environment, right? Like you, music or arts, the, or acting or uh, not acting, but, you know, talking about um, theater, theater and things like that anything your kids are involved in, they're going to have adversity. And so Definitely. how do you, how do you coach them through it? Do you go over to the, the acting 
person and say, you know, acting person, acting teacher, <laughs> like that technical stuff, huh? I see, see, I mess up all the time. And look, we're still talking on this podcast. Um, and the, anyways, you don't go and say, you know, you were mean to my son. And I didn't, meh, meh. like, that doesn't help your kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and so that's what's kind of in a nutshell, talking a little bit too much about myself. Listen, so I was creeping on you and you did a Spartan race. Tell me about it. Oh, yes. Um, Just recently. The most recent one I did was in uh, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. How fun. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, that would be my fifth Spartan race, I believe. Holy cow. Yeah, I've Why done do a couple you like of them. them. So I did my very first one last uh, July. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it's actually a really good story. This helps out a lot with uh, the, the content of your podcast. Yeah. Um, I so I was I'm part of a, I was part of a training team, the uh, the Rome Fit team, and um, one of the trainers in there he did several Spartans, and he went, he's always trying to get more people to go with him every time he went. So one time he had like twenty, thirty. So it was like a group thing, like all of us and our clients go together to do a Spartan race. It was like you know good team bonding. You have something to train for. We have a goal, and it was gonna be awesome. And Spartan races. Um, they have three different types. They have their sprints, their supers, and their beasts. Mm-hmm. Now, the sprints are from four to six miles. The supers are, <clears throat> are um, I think they're seven to ten. And then the beasts are like 13 to 16. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Mm. I've, I've only ever done sprints. And so the sprint's like the, the fastest one and it's the shortest one. Mm-hmm. But me not typically being someone who likes to run, <laughs> It was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to do that, dude. Like, like, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the races also have, they're either going to be like in a stadium, like a, so doing like a sports stadium, like we did them in Citizens, the, the one I just did was in Citizens Bank Park. But I did, the first one that I did was a outdoor one and we ran through like a ski resort in the summer. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of hills through the wilderness, a lot of mud too. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing I was like, yes, yeah, so you want me to pay to go run in the mud outside? <laughs> like, so fun. Nothing about this is me. Like, no, this is the worst thing you ever asked me to do. But <laughs> he was like, you know what, man, just do it once. You know, just try it once, see how it feels. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So, you know, we're training our clients to do it. I'm training myself. Um, I, ran, I was running. I was running. I normally don't run at all. Mm-hmm. So I was running at least two miles a day for a, for a month and then doing extra like mobility stuff to make sure my calves and legs, everything didn't give out from all the running that I wasn't doing before. Right. And I was doing a lot more HIIT training. Um, I'm a big fan of doing like by the way exercise already. So I do like a lot of pull-ups, push-ups, rows along those lines. These are all things that I did to train for the race because the race is a lot of body weight. It's a lot of mm-hmm. endurance and a lot of body weight movements. So... Um, the day came, I was completely terrified. Like, I've, it was probably one of the scariest things I got ready to do in my life just because I was like, I don't know what I'm walking into. I'm going to get attacked, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I went, like, I, this is probably one of the hardest things I trained for in a while, which felt good because I was like, wow, you know, this is the first time I was in a competitive spot since being in a sport. So I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is another great opportunity to do something for myself and just get the butterflies again. Mm-hmm. Love, love the butterflies. Right. I know what you're saying. So we, um, the, the race day came and, you know, we went to do the race and 
throughout the race, you know, we had all of our clients there, but then the, the three of us, the three trainers, all of us were kind of, you know, we, we, we knew that we, we had to watch the clients, but that once they knew that they were good, like it became a competition between the three of us. <laughs> yeah. And out of the three of us, there was the, uh, the one trainer who did the six, he did six other races. So he was pretty versed in them already. And another trainer with me who did his first race as well, but he was, he's, he's a, he's a little more athletic than I am. So he was like another one. So those two were like my competition. So out of the ranking system, it was like, mm-hmm. I would have been the, the least likely to win throughout the race, just because we had one person who was a vet and the other person was faster than me. But, uh, through the course of the race, you know, we went through, all three of us went through neck and neck of being the person in first place. But at one point, um, like one, one point I was in second place for the whole time. So like half the race, I was in second place. But the whole mm-hmm. time I was like, I got to get him. I got to get him. I got to yeah. get him. I yeah. got to get him. So like, you know, every moment I'm running at my top speed, you know, resting where I can, doing the monkey bars and slamming the balls and swinging on the hooks. Mm-hmm. And eventually I caught him. Yes. So I was like, yeah, like I'm here. Like I got him. We're good. We're good. And um, something came. It was, I don't remember what obstacle it was. Maybe like one of the water ones. I had, we had to dip our head underwater. And you know, he was a little more, he, she was a little more hesitant about it. <laughs> and she, I, I just went in head first and went through. And anyway, by the end of the race, I ended up coming in first out of our, out of our group. That's awesome. So it was, it felt amazing to go through all that and like, go through something I was so terrified of in the beginning and come out and, you know, win against people that I thought that were going to crush me. Right. Now, second place, he came in, like, he didn't, he didn't lose. I didn't beat him by that much, but the fact that I still won was like, you it's know. It's huge. It, it, it felt good. Yeah. So then you were hooked. Then I was hooked. Uh- like, it was, it was like, wow, like, the mud didn't matter. The running didn't matter. The, the distance didn't matter. It was just like, you know what? This feels good, you know. It's a lot of fun. It's and fun to it's, compete. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a culture. I totally get it. Before all of the Spartan races and stuff, back in the day, when I, when I was just a little little thing, um, we used to have these uh, mud runs in Texas where the police departments and um, like military, mm-hmm. we would use the military places. Um, like they're called something. I think they're called like military. Um, not or uh, it was like an army base. That's what it's called, an army base. And um, they would do these mud runs and you could sign up. And so my husband with his department, they would have like five people like in a group. Mm-hmm. And so they, he was like, hey, do you want to do it? And I was in my early 30s. And I was like, sure. So I'm the only chick <laughs> with this group, you know, of guys. And I'm like, I'm freaking out too. You know, I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with these guys or whatever. And I literally... When I, in the midst of the race, you know, you're diving in the mud, you're climbing over walls, you're doing all this stuff. Like, this is old mm-hmm. school. Like, this, this <laughs> it was, it, like, Spartan races and all the stuff they have nowadays is a little bit different. This was, like, back in, like, the real, the real base stuff. And so, I, I, I just got this, like, my husband called it the mud Nazi. He was like, you just turned into the mud Nazi. You were just like, I'm not stopping for nothing. <laughs> like, somebody got, like, a rock in their shoe, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, I get it. I totally get it. And I did them for several years. And then when they started becoming more of a fad and things, I, I kind of stepped down from doing them. But um, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And I encourage people to do stuff like that and just step outside of their comfort zone and see what they are capable of and, and get those good endorphins. And it does build courage and it does, um, it does, it does, it does a good thing for you. You know, you're growing. I mean, you still got a long way to go. You got a lot of growth to do. 
that I do. And that's why you, you know, you stepped out on faith and started a podcast. Now you're, you're going to be moving across the, the country to see. I mean, so there's good things ahead for you, man. And we'll, we'll definitely have to keep in touch, you know? Oh, of course. You're not go, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere connectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the nice thing about social media. It's, um, it's a blessing and a curse. It can be overwhelming and too much at times. And then there's, a, but I have met the most amazing people and I'm continuing to grow in relationships with some people that I never would have connected with if it hadn't been for social media. So, um, um, you know, I'm, well, yes, even when you're over there in California, actually California, is California closer to Texas? It is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I got a buddy that out in San Diego. Um, I don't know if you follow him or not. I call him Bromeo, but it's Fitletic. Um, yeah. I yeah, yeah. He, he he's he was on my podcast. You have to listen to his um interview. Um I love him. He's he's gonna try and come visit me in Texas. Um we all we have a group of us that are really close friends and we all want to get together. Uh, but when you're in you need to go see him because he's got his own studio there. Oh, well that that's that's not even a question then. Yeah, you need to contact him. Tell him say like tell me you're on my, my podcast, I'll tell him. And um say when are you thinking of coming out that way? Um, so I was supposed to be going there in November, but because of life getting things throughout the way, mm-hmm. uh, I won't be moving until January. So we start a new year off, right? In a yeah. New, new location. Like finish it off, finish up, you know, your loose ends and get everything taken care of and then go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's smart. It's a way to do it. You know, you don't, it's a, it's the right time for you too. You don't have family uh, or like you know, a wife and kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm excited to see what all comes. This is not going to be the last time we talk. I'm sure there's oh, going to be really not. great things to come. I'm so excited for you. So what, okay, so then let's finish up since it's been like 30 minutes. Um, if y'all need to contact, if you want to start following Dom, you can go to his uh, Instagram account, right? Mm-hmm. And then do you what is what is your Instagram account? What is the name? Uh, my Instagram account is it's one word Dom Jackson Fit. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes. And then do you want, do you have an email that they can reach you if they want to have any questions or during that? Um, contact you? They can, I'd rather have, you can, I would have them just DM me on uh, either okay. Instagram or Twitter at Dom Jackson fit. Um, you have a Twitter. You're super fly. Yeah. I, I try to have everything just, <laughs> just, just enough to get some things consistent. Um, yeah. But if you can hit me up on those two, if you really need to, you can email me at djdomo86 at gmail.com. Um, oh, my goodness. You're a DJ. Uh, this is my initials. But oh. but, but oh, kind of well, pass, passes off. Oh, DJ. my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even put two and two together. I'm like, oh, he's a DJ, too. You're just a – you do it all. Um, and then also, don't – you know, Don's going to be putting out some stuff on Fitness Fundamental Podcast. So if you um, – Make sure you go and subscribe to his podcast. You only have three right now, but you're going to be busting out several, right? Yes, I will. <laughs> Good. Hey, and I'll come on your podcast. I'll talk. You oh, know yeah. me. I can talk forever. That, that's what we're scheduling next. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Um, I'm excited that you've got all these things coming up. We're going to keep in touch. And um, I guess let's just let it. Uh, unless there's anything you want to add, is there? Oh, do you have any programs or anything coming up that you want to talk about, or is there anything? Um, I don't have anything set up yet. I'm coming up with a little guide for uh, for fat loss that people can download, like basically a simple kind of like a, a fundamentals thing on how to lose weight. That's gonna make mm-hmm. a little uh, PDF that you can download, but I don't have it ready yet. 
So okay, it, it'll be. I'll be, when when it's ready, I'll be posting it, and you know maybe we'll set something up again after that. Right. So if they're following you, they'll they'll get to see exactly. the process, and you'll yeah, sounds good. All right. Well then, you know what? I'm gonna let you go because it's still pouring down rain here. I'm gonna get this recording up and loaded, and I just want to say I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on. You guys, watch out. Dom's gonna be doing things in this industry, and I'm excited to see all that he does and what all is to come for you, Dom. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye for now. Take care.